Welcome to the MichaelCrane.Live podcast, the entrepreneur's podcast, all about tips and secrets for staying highly motivated to make a positive change in your life. Keep listening and follow the podcast to stay connected with the community at MichaelCrane.Live. From time to time, we change up this podcast and collaborate with other podcast hosts to share their conversations with our listeners. Today, I'm going to hand over to a dear friend, King James, who has asked me to be part of his show, along with Simon Teague and Dr. Wayne Wright. That's enough from me. Over to you, King James. My name is King James. I'm the host of Life Insight and also the senior pastor of Favorite House Church. Today we have a, a seriously packed show. I've got three brilliant businessmen, businessmen with so much wisdom, and they're going to impact us today on the show called The Roadmap to Business Recovery. Now, this show is about real conversation with real people, and that's exactly what we want to do. So I have three brilliant businessmen. We'll be having conversations today. That said, I want to introduce my guest to us today. Simon, why don't you let us know um, who you are, and then after you, Dr. Wayne, and then Michael. Hi, yeah, I'm Simon Teague. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to this show. I'm um, an author of a book, and I'm an executive and business coach and co-founder of a company called New Level Results. We're a coaching organization. Uh, We uh, like to say that we're the only coaching organization that can map and track uh, coaching results and prove the return on investment from your coaching. Dr. Wayne. Um, hi, folks. Hope you're all are well. Um, my name is Wayne Wright. Uh, I look after a number of businesses. Uh, I do have a coaching business and we do measure return on investment. So, you know, <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> uh, but uh, to be fair Simon's a great friend of, 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 the, of the business and uh, mm-hmm. we, we do a lot of work together so it's, it's, it's tremendous to have him on, on the air as well uh, and we focus on helping companies to take that next level of growth principally around you know making a business valuable for exit so that's a big thing that we do mm-hmm. uh, and we've got a lot of you know re- reputation in the UK for doing that and I've invested in a couple of healthcare businesses here and in the US Mm. So um, one based in Colorado, it's a digital healthcare platform and uh, a medical device business based in uh, San Antonio in Texas. So that's me. Um, I'm a grandfather. I'm based down here in, in, in Kent. Um, so and uh, I own a basketball club and I, I can go on, but that's nothing for me at the moment. But uh, we'll, we'll, come, we'll definitely come back to it because we want to ask you how the pandemic has affected all those your businesses <laughs> we'll oh, go back man. to that michael good evening everybody 20 years ago i started out on my business journey i wasn't the most skillful but i continued doing the real basic stuff that made me get better over time i set out selling 40,000 office products. Mm. I know some people might be saying stationary office products is not the sexiest of businesses to start out your business journey. But let me tell you something. It runs tell out. And that is why <laughs> I love office supplies. It runs out for all business in every corner of the UK. That's good. The challenge for me 20 years ago was to make my products juicy, succulent, so (laughs) people came back for more. And can you believe I'm on this podcast this evening talking 20 years after I started out in business? Mm. That should tell you everything about the successes when you start with the end in mind. Come on. I've got, yeah, go. I've got a way to go. Yeah. I'm going in the right direction. You Irrespective are. 
of the pandemic that's on us right now. And by the way, entrepreneurs have to find a way yeah. to make their business work, pandemic or, or not. not. Cool. Brilliant. That's, that's, you've, you've actually just launched us into it straight away because you've started touching the we subject. We don't need you anymore, King James. Eh? We don't need you anymore, man. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Wayne. We'll take over now. Yeah, after, yeah, so yeah. let's start. Um, Simon, you'll be the host, and then I'll just be here oh, laughing. Yeah. I think, am I, 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 have I still got a good smile? <laughs> I'll do the smiling and just clicking stuff over here. That's brilliant. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Wayne. Thank you, Simon. I really appreciate all of you being here. Um, we, friends, if you're watching right now, listen, these guys are, you've, you've already had Michael's already delve into that. Dr. Wayne here is full of many businesses. Simon is reaching so many businesses to, with his um, business that he's uh, doing with a business coach. So if you have questions, it's of no use if we do the show and you haven't got questions and you're not asking questions on how, finding ways to better yourself. These guys are people who actually, people pay a lot of money to, to get them to advise them on their business. So if you have just make the most of this. And this is coming. They are spending their time. This They are giving away. They are giving their time away to just make businesses better. So ask your questions and we'll direct it to them. Although I have my own questions I want to ask, but I'll, it's better if you have your question and ask it directly to them. Should I start by asking you guys a bit more personal ones? Yeah. Um, let's start with Dr. Wayne. How has, I know you run, uh, you own a basketball club. I even did a bit of research on that as well. And we talked about it as well. I know so many of businesses you own. How has that biz, your business been affected by the pandemic or the lockdowns, personally? I think, I think you know, businesses are affected in different ways as well. And, and we've been affected in different ways. And clearly, um, there's some challenges in the healthcare businesses for obvious reasons. Um, you know, even though you know it, one would argue it's, it's a sort of a, a boom element in that respect, but uh, certainly for the, the coaching business, I mean, my gosh, you know, we we lost our clients overnight. Yeah. And you know what? I think Michael's has, has said it. He's been in business for twenty odd years. He's been through a recession. He's been through several recessions. Mm. So there's principles there that we should really take mm. through the pandemic. And, uh, and that's what I did. And obviously, I was able to apply that to, to my clients and to my own businesses. In terms of basketball, clearly, you can't operate indoors. So all sports was terminated. But the uh, mm. funny thing, because we set and run the organization as a business, even though it's a sport community, not-for-profit activity, we were stronger than a lot of other clubs. Mm. Other clubs struggled. Mm. But because... We are financially strong in terms of how we set up and how we ensure that um, financially we were structured. Mm. We were able to survive. Yeah, we were able to, you know, commit fifteen hundred pounds of COVID equipment to the times that we were able to to meet together. Okay. No other club could do that. They mm. couldn't even muster ten quid, let alone fifteen hundred pounds. So it's just the, the the nature of what how we set the business uh, the organisation up. Mm. in the early days, to run it as a business, mm. which meant that we were able to carry on when things were really, really hard. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's principles, and we can talk about the principles. We can talk more. about them more. Yeah, but, 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 but what... Clearly, you know, and also we, we came out of that, you know, so it wasn't just a dual doom and gloom. We, we had applied those principles to come out in all, all, all the areas. While I have you on, on yeah, while, before I switch to Michael and, um, and Simon... You do, you've written a book on, 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 could you tell me a bit about your book, please? Oh, the COVID book? <laughs> no, uh, no the, the, your book, the, your book. No, no, I'm only teasing you. I'm just basically, uh, <laughs> okay. that, uh, um, that during, during the fact that obviously I had a little bit of spare time, as mm. you one does, as entrepreneurs, we always have spare time. But, um, but I, I wrote um, the book, Ten Commandments of Business Growth, which is available on Amazon and on mm. Kindle. You can access the link on, on by the website. But the whole mm. idea was that trying to help people to understand those key principles that we've seen hundreds of business employ mm. to grow and to be sustained in every sort of environment, mm. recessionary and pandemic. Mm. And and uh, and we've yeah we've had to adopt our own own knitting as they say you know we we have applied those principles in our own business to mm. thrive and survive and grow mm. during a pandemic season. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, you know, for all those who, who want to, to to know more, it's it's worthwhile. So it's a nice little read. Mm. Um, it's very quick. You can do it in about two or three days. Uh, and I'll give you now anecdotes. Um, we had a client who the CEO bought the book, read it over the weekend, and then on the Monday ordered twenty copies for his executive team and senior management team. That's good. So, you know, if you want the principles of what it takes to grow and to drive businesses forward, mm. the book is there. That's brilliant. Michael, um, how has a, you, 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 you run your business, you spoke about it. Let me just probably just show people a little bit about what you were talking about. Uh, but once I start showing that, just tell me how has that, this, your business been affected at all by pandemic? Go on, Michael. Well, my, my business, this pandemic hit me and my business mm. seven years ago. Mm. And let me tell you, I was employing 45 staff with vans circula circling London every mm. single day with two sites with a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week operation. Mm. And it got to the point where things needed to change and mm. change they did. Mm. I wasn't necessarily a great logistics person. Mm. And so what I did, I transitioned to become a very high-tech business. So when I say about my pandemic save came seven years ago, can you imagine how this pandemic would have hit me if I was operating yeah. two offices a warehouse on the Royal Arsenal in London with vans circulating London on a day-to-day -day basis, I would have been absolutely devastated. I'm quite sure about that. But you see, what I did, I reduced my overhead base significantly. And I allowed my box, the computer, the technology to do all the heavy lifting for me. So UPS make my deliveries. They struggle getting into my clients in the West End of London and around the UK right now because people have just clearly shut down their offices. So in the short term, yes, like us all, I have been hit dramatically. But I think the lesson was a foresight because the technology took over to make me very highly efficient. And the key in all of this is keep your costs low. Make them variable as much as you possibly can. Because this is what makes business struggle. When you run out of cash. Yeah. I haven't run out of cash because my cost base was variable. As the business was slowing up and people were put into their homes to do work. And let me tell you, you know, certain products were in short, uh, short supply because of the issues with China, the time it took to get products over. So not only the pandemic, the products coming into the, into the UK was an issue. And if you remember, Chinese New Year happens in January, so already product was on the slow manufacturing cycle coming in. And then we had the pandemic and you couldn't get any in. So in the short term, yes, of course, but my costs were variable. And I really encourage all business owners, entrepreneurs outside listening to this podcast right now, preserve cash at every turn and make the machine work hard so you can have your time back and save that money to Brilliant. put in your back pocket. So irrespective, pandemic or not, just have efficient systems with costs that are variable. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Simon, um, before I come to you, I just want to give a shout out to because um, it, it just happens to be you anyway. Um, 
I know your company is doing a whole lot and, and you're a business coach, but I just want to give a, normally 15 minutes in, I'm slightly over the time. I want to give a shout out to our business, um, our show sponsor. So show sponsor friends today is New Levels Result. New Levels Results was set up in 2014 and just started with just these two wonderful businessmen, Simon Teague and, and uh, uh, Andrew. And since then, they've grown this business. And if you are looking for any um, your co coaches to manage your, to give you training and coach your team, give you ideas on how to manage your business and how to set a vision, a clear vision for your business, especially scale up is one of the things that New Levels Result do very, very well. But one thing that makes them stand out is the the tracking system, the way they track their 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 the the coaching. So based on that, many coaches have signed up to new levels result. And <laughs> as a few years ago, months ago, actually they didn't have this amount of coaches, but many coaches have signed. These are all brilliant coaches. So if you are you need business coaching, business training of any kind and, and big companies, small companies, look for new levels result. Their numbers is over there. Give them a shout and they will help you out. Right, that's me done, giving a shout out to our business, our, our, our show sponsor, which happened to be Simon Tick. So Simon, how's, 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 <laughs> how has the pandemic affected your business? Please give us a... Well, first, firstly, King, I think I should employ you as our marketing director from today. Um, but uh, <laughs> thank you very much for the shout out. Yeah, I think just like uh, Dr. Wayne and Michael, the pandemic knocked us sideways, really, uh, because no one really saw it coming. No one really anticipated the level of which it was going to impact uh, on the world of business. And my business is very much business to business. So, you know, when businesses suffer, we are going to feel the impact of that. I would say that it could have been a lot worse uh, because the great thing about our model, like Michael alluded to earlier, we've built our coaching practice based on the technology that we have and the methodology that goes with that technology. And so for many of our clients, they were able to carry on that coaching because they had the plan online, they were able to access it and they were able to keep that going. But for the period, what we said to them, very much like Dr. Wayne, was, you know, we don't want you to be uh, financially disadvantaged uh, or struggling <laughs> during this period. Um, so we went into a period of, you know, not charging uh, our clients to keep to keep them going and to get them through. And I think that was a that was a very important thing for us to do. Uh, and, you know, those businesses are coming out the other end. Now we're re-engaged. Uh, we've got more clients than we've ever had before. And we've got a very good reputation for genuinely and authentically supporting people during the really difficult times. Um, because, you know, our, our whole concept and mantra is, you know, your next level, you're going to a new level, scaling up. So it's very positive. And when something comes along and you know, knocks everybody off the cliff, so to speak. I think you have to be very, very um, flexible, you know, and so we've had to be very flexible with our clients. Um, and uh, we'll come on to it later, but just like the other two have suggested, we found a way to pivot our business even further since the pandemic uh, so that we continue to grow from strength to strength. Now, let's just go straight into some of the questions I have already for us. Uh, one of them you could see already there, um, <clears throat> which is the short-term but uh, in effect on small businesses. But in a way, kind of asked your own, asked you about your own business. Um, but this is what the question here is actually just trying to get to the point of uh, trying to find out the things that are beyond our control. What effects that are beyond our controls? You know, people who have set up their business. Um, the effects that are beyond their control. Can you guys just give me any that you know or maybe someone you know that this has really happened, that there's nothing they can do? Uh, I can give you a good example of that, King. Yeah. Um, just on a, uh, if you like, a holistic level, mm. one of the 
things that we were asked to do was to go in and support the support the Kent and Medway Growth Hub with a helpline that they'd set up. Um, they've got some great advisors there and a really good team, but they didn't expect the number of businesses contacting them asking for help that were desperate. You know, in those early days, March, April, May, it was getting really tough, and they weren't they weren't they didn't even know what the word furlough meant when it was first mentioned. You know, it was a new word and no one realised what it was going to offer and, and the support that was there. So um, they had over 9,000 calls into that helpline during that three-month period. Uh, so we were, you know, added into the team to help support those calls. But I think for me, it's a measure of the, the impact on the business community as a whole, that everybody felt vulnerable even the good businesses, even those that were perhaps manufacturing PPE, were still in a place where their challenge was almost the opposite. We can't get it out the door quickly enough and we haven't got the people to help us get it out the door. We even have businesses that were saying to us, we need to recruit, but we can't recruit because everybody's on furlough, doing nothing at home. And when they're on furlough, they can't work for someone else. So there were some crazy scenarios um, and businesses trying to navigate and struggle through that. Um, we did have one or two very challenging and very sad cases where, you know, one one owner had literally sold everything he had and bought a restaurant, spent half a million pounds, you know, refurbishing the restaurant. Opening day was the 13th of March. Lockdown came on the 13th of March and he still hasn't opened that restaurant now. Mm. So, you know, um, and in fact, I don't even know that they're they're there anymore. And it's, a, you know, a real. So some people were absolutely wiped out um, by the thing, but other and then there's everybody in between. Mm. Doctor. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's it's, it's 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 all over the place in terms of how people have been reacting. I, you know, the, one of the big things is as Rams alluded to as well, is in terms of the, the people, the impact on the people, because you, uh, you know, sometimes you may think, okay, working from home is, is good. <laughs> it's okay. You know, and a few people had the honeymoon for about two days and then that was it. You know, afterwards they realized childcare, they realized having to look after kids, you know, from school. Then you've got those who having to move back to parents' home because, you know, they, wherever it is, and work in bedrooms. I even had one client who said that he had one of his senior, you know, technology guys phone him up and says, I resign. I, I can't do this anymore because he just could not take working away from the office environment. His, his, his friends, his colleagues, his livelihood, his well-being was all associated with the banter and being in the office environment. That was his purpose. And I think the element of humanity, the element of lack of purpose, all those things just drove people to a different level of, of, of mental anxiety and fear and, and depression. And, uh, and so, yeah, the impact was quite severe in a lot of, lot of organisations um, and a lot of people. Um, but and, and obviously it was just trying to help people to navigate those scenarios, you know, with, with practical suggestions and ways that which kept them still safe, but allowed them to operate together and to form teams and to, as Michael said, utilize the technology a bit more, even though everybody got a bit Zoom fatigued after six months, you know, but still it was uh, you know, doing those practical things to help them to get, get through this. It was, it was tough. Mm. Michael, well, let's just go to the second question, Michael. Um, start with you on that. The second question says, which short-term consequences are comfortable, are controllable and how? You know, what, you know, it's happened. Yes, it's affected business, but there are some things we could do. Is there any advice you could give on what people could, you know, short-term consequences that are controllable that you could tell you us? You mentioned what are the short-term consequences mm. and are they controllable yeah. and how? Yeah. It's a really interesting perspective, considering that I've been in business for 20 years. Business has been evolving for many, many, many years. And then literally overnight, last March 2020, everything changed. How we interacted, how we did our business, 
and how we were going to survive. It was so significant that the government put their hand in their pocket and propped up the UK workforce with the furlough system. I think that is amazing. But what are the short-term consequences? They're plain to see. I actually think if you talk about now, we will see prices going up, as we've already seen happening. We will see Brexit also has a big impact in the consequences and how they are affecting us. Then we had that ship get stuck in the Suez Canal a couple of months ago. And this put a bottleneck on all the products coming into the UK. So not only did we have the pandemic, not only did we have offices shut and people not going into the offices, and when they did go into the offices, they were saying to the delivery guys, hey, you can't come in here because you're transporting the pandemic, the COVID virus from that building to this building and that building. And I actually think this is not going to change. So, you know, there's so many short-term consequences that I think we can't control. I know that's not the question. Are controllable. What we can really focus on here is staying strong, staying mentally alert, helping our community. And doing exactly what you're doing here, King James, is sharing the story to help others mm. in your social network mm. and further afield. Yeah. I the, think that's how we control can control yeah. the uncontrollables. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's really important. Go on, doctor, please. Yeah, so I, I think that's a really important uh, yeah. aspect to emphasize because as business leaders, it can be really lonely at the top. And sometimes we we don't have that outlet to be able to 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 communicate and share. I, I just wrote a little article about mental health and stress for business leaders, and the statistics are appalling. Mm-hmm. And, this, and the reason being because we're not we feel that we have to be strong and stoic about things. You know, we you know, we have to be there for the mm-hmm. workforce and for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 getting together and and having opportunities to talk like this is really really important because. You know, when you are stuck in a stressful environment, it, it's very, very difficult to see the wood for the trees mm. and have the opportunity to be able to share and to talk. You will have the opportunity, the obvious at times. And sometimes the obvious is sitting in front of you. And you're not able to really, you know, understand that. But by communicating and sharing with other like-minded individuals, your peers, has a, has a, has a, has a big opportunity for you to see things in a different way. Yeah. So Can basically, I just say also that you know this word lonely, lonely during pa- the pandemic. I'm a 50 year old man. I can't be lonely. <laughs> I have to say, during this pandemic, I have been lonely. Lonely. I'm still lonely. I'm working at home on my own with a real fascinating, clear vision of where I'm going, what I'm going to achieve. But to all the entrepreneurs out there, the innovators, the creators, let me tell you, when Thomas Edison was found in light electricity, he too was lonely. And I only wish he would have said, Mrs. Edison, I'm a lonely man, but I have a vision and I'm moving things forward. And as entrepreneurs, we need to find a way through the good, the bad, and the damn right ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's what Simon manages in his business. Always managing the good, the bad, and the <laughs> <laughs> Simon, I know you, you've been... Uh, you, you, you kind of hinted it. I knew you told me personally as well. Um, the, the, all these businesses that you guys were trying to help. Um, were there some, you know, controllable, 
consequences that you guys gave them, what they could do. We've mentioned, Dr. Wayne mentioned some, Michael has mentioned some. Can you give us one more or two before we move on to the next question? Yeah, can I give you more than one? Um, Please. I think <laughs> there, are, there are many things that are controllable. You know, the story I often share is where we worked with four women who rode across the Pacific Ocean. Mm. And, um, you know, one thing that you can't control is the ocean. Uh, but what you can control is your response to it. And uh, I, I liken it to the pandemic. We couldn't control the pandemic, but we can control our response to it. And wow. that's about making sure that we have a plan for our business. So we sit down, we create a plan um, and that we literally understand what the short term steps are, the medium term steps, and that we share that plan with others. You know, one of the good things I think that came out of the pandemic, one of the government projects anyway, was a, a program called Peer to Peer Networks, where we were putting groups of 10 to 12 business owners together in a group to get them to share their experiences, bounce ideas off each other, run their plans through each other. And it became a very collaborative, supportive um, group of people. And, and certainly for Michael and I, we've we've collaborated a lot during this pandemic. We've spoken a lot. And I think where people have budded up with their friends, uh, their fellow entrepreneurs, fellow business owners, then that's what we can control because our mindset is essential to achieving the vision that we set out to achieve, you know, and keeping our mindset clear, keeping it on track and, you know, sharing our, our worries, our concerns, our fears with, with fellow entrepreneurs is a great way to work it through and work it out. Mm, that's very good. Antonia was saying to us there, no, we need to be relentless. Um, resilient, sorry, forgive me, not relentless. Well, Absolutely. relentless is not yeah. a bad word as well. <laughs> um, resilience, we need to be resilient. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Uh, friends, if you're watching, keep the questions coming and um, we'll direct your question or comments. We'll make sure we read out your comments and questions. Okay, back to the um, next question is, what effect will this crisis have on a long-term business environment? Dr. Wayne, long-term business environment, what effect do you think this will have? This is moving forward now. Yeah, I, th I think obviously, you know, we, 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 we've seen some major cultural shift in how we do business. The, the, the first aspect is, you know, the way that we handle cash. That's changed irreparably. You know, before, as you well know, the domain of, you know, debit cards and, uh, you know, uh, contact cards was with the, with the younger folk, probably under 45s. Now everybody's been forced to use mm. um, debit cards because of the pandemic. So you've got that, that cultural change in how we handle and procure goods. The other aspect, which is quite you know, pertinent, is that we'll reduce our dependency on traveling as much. You know? And uh, <laughs> you look at my travel costs, you know, they've got us hit the floor really in terms of traveling. But I think what has been good is that it, it, it's allowed people to be able to meet across boundaries a lot easier. So I, I've, I've been able to, I was saying to somebody, um, I've been able to have a meeting with a person in Glasgow and then have a, a meeting with somebody in Manchester, then one in Portsmouth and then one in London, all within the space of five hours. Mm. And if I did that with my, my normal type role, when, you know, you are, you know just like Simon, you know, we do like to meet with people. That would have been a day and a half up to go to Scotland, and uh, one in a hotel overnight. Same in Manchester, day probably going to, to Portsmouth, and probably a half a day into London. You know, so the time saving and the efficiency gains is super important. As Michael said, you know, it just reduces your overall costs massively down, and and it makes it a bit more efficient. So that has been um, I, I could go for several things, but that, that's that's really important. Those mm. two things have changed the game in how we we do business. Mm. Uh, and you'll see that coming more and more. People are more open to having this type of relationship over uh, a Zoom type, you know, uh, environment and to do business that way rather than sort of face-to-face. -face. Even though I, don't, I think you'll need both of them. Mm. And I'm a great believer in that humanity and that touch. 
Um, but certainly there's a lot more openness to do business in that in that way. Yeah. Simon, what do you want to say on this? Uh, well, it's really interesting. I, I would agree with everything that Dr. Wayne has just said. Uh, you know, the UK lags behind most European countries um, when it comes to productivity. You know, we're, we're, we're quite a way down the list in, in our levels of productivity. Why is that? Uh, well, because I think that, you know, when you compare us to Germany, we're just not as efficient as the way that the Germans do business and the, and the way they manufacture. And um, but but Dr. Wayne has just hit the nail on the head because his level of productivity has gone up, you know, 3000 percent by having those meetings in five hours as opposed to over five days. Mm. And I think that that has a big that will have a big knock on effect for the UK. We will find ways of doing business in a more efficient way. Uh, I also think that those companies that have survived and done well are those that have always managed their cash well. Mm. Those that have struggled are the ones that give 30, 60, 90 day terms on their invoicing and then they still not paid after 100 days. And then only then do they realize, oh, perhaps we ought to be picking up the phone and chasing them. You know, and the, the businesses that are, are shifting their collection, their payment terms and their collection terms, and they're getting very smart about chasing for that payment the day that it's overdue or on even on the day that it's due to check it's coming in. Uh, and so I think um, that's going to enhance both uh, productivity that will lead to more profitability. And uh, I think it will actually we've got an opportunity to strengthen our business economy right mm-hmm. now. If business owners take a few courageous and brave decisions. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Michael, I'm going to take us to the next question because I feel like we need to dwell a bit more on that question. Um, the next question. Let me just show us that question. and We're going to dwell a little bit here. How to stay competitive beyond this pandemic now moving forward because this is where we want to give advice and i want to hear the wealth of knowledge you guys have simon already started hinting towards this but michael before you answer could you just think about that person who who is thinking oh wow the lockdown is finishing i think on the 17th of may um what's what's happening anyone can anyone tell me the roadmap 17th of may you drunk <laughs> oh sorry guys <laughs> restaurants are opening all right <laughs> and um, go and play basketball yeah we can now play basketball. on a plane <laughs> actually that's true your basketball start on from the 17th isn't it technically for the for the older blokes yeah for the younger folk we could have we, we started already about three weeks ago so oh wow, that's uh, good uh, the older ones yes 17th of May. that's good so the, the the idea here michael is now the lockdown is finishing okay maybe someone is thinking wow i'm out of money my business is shut i need to change your business i need to start some new business could you give some advice, Michael? And we're going to go around it, but start with you, Michael, then Simon, uh, then Dr. Wayne, and then Simon. Your advice on how to either start a new business and stay competitive or manage the business you are in now and stay competitive. It's a really interesting question. How can we stay competitive beyond the pandemic? But let's take you back for when the pandemic was on. I think the single biggest issue we had during the pandemic is around our people. Our people have realized that they can work from home to do a hell of a lot of work that they used to do in the office. And therefore, As a business beyond the pandemic, this must surely mean one thing. Leave your staff at home. And by the way, they want to be left at home because they like the flexibility. And that is a perfect retention strategy for your staff 
to keep them on board. And there is statistics to say that if the boss brings them back into the work, the, the office, the real world office, they will go and find a new job. So we need to be thinking about that. Hmm. But the other key thing here is you mentioned a little while ago about productivity. I think we have tools at our disposal right now, the likes of Zoom, the likes of Trello, the likes of Asana, are productivity hacks that allows us to manage our people remotely. And from a business perspective, that means many things. But ultimately, we will not need as many people as we had pre-pandemic, in my opinion. And therefore, if we reduce our staff count, that is how we stay competitive. And I know a lot of the staff that are listening to the the podcast aren't going to like that. But essentially, our workforce have ultimately become more productive than they were pre-pandemic. We'll come back to you again, Doctor. No, absolutely. I I, I think, you know, there there is a shift in terms of saying, you know, people are recognised now that they can actually manage people from afar. Before it was always this old age, especially in my generation, where, you know, you have to have people in the workplace to see them and to make sure that they're working productively. And it demonstrates that if you manage by objectives, and that's something that we've been always encouraging people to to do from day one in terms of where we coach our, our, our businesses, then, you know, you can be productive. It doesn't matter where the person is around the world. I think to, to stay competitive um, element, there's going to be a couple of things. I just want to give a couple of scenarios. First of all, in the high street, certainly those companies that do not have a, what I call a dual uh, strategy of online and offline are going to struggle. And I even hear that Primark are still wedded to the fact that they want to stay in the, in, on the high street and don't want to do online. Uh, you'll see, uh, mark this word, mark this um, um, podcast, well, you know, that's going to change. You'll see that in a year's time. They're going to struggle. You need an offline and online strategy. And the other aspect is that is also the you know, high street element. You've got to make the experience wonderful for the consumer. People still want to physically touch and feel and provide that learning experience and also to be able to feel and touch is, is really super important. And I, I think you're going to see that high street morph into a more of experienced destination, a place where they can learn about how to cook, learn about how to dress appropriately, whatever it is, because people want to learn how to do stuff um, rather than just consume stuff. Mm. And, the, and, the, and the other aspect is that, you know, I think Mike alluded to it, I think, you know, sometimes people might be a bit worried about that, but get yourself learning. You know, the businesses have to train their people to take into account some of the new productivity activities they're going through or to get to, into a position where they can start to do minimal coding or other aspects, you know, of, of their role, which makes them valuable, which makes the business more productive, etc. So, you know, you've got to have, as you're setting your, 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 your vision for the next generation or the next, you know, five, 10 years or whatever it is, work backwards and say, what are the skills that are needed to get me to where I want to go? And is the people that I've got are the right people? Because all you need is the right attitude. Not necessarily skill, but the right attitude. They've got the right attitude to want to either change direction or whatever to get you the appropriate skills to where you want to. Those are the best people that you should be working on. Mm. It's so difficult to bring people into the company who don't have the right attitude. They've got the right attitude, willing to learn, willing to be upskilled, it's an opportunity to then continue to that competitive drive that you have in the business going forward. Mm. I, I like that quite a lot, um, talking about new skill and things like that. I think we'll probably want to come back to that because that's a big, big one. Um, Simon? Yeah. yeah, I have the four Ps for you, King. All right. Okay. The, the way to stay competitive is the four Ps. I'd like to tell you what they are. I'd like to give you a, a, an example of an amazing business in Margate that has done all these four Ps. 
Uh, I think they would admit themselves they would have gone under had they not done them. But the first, the first P is pivot. Mm. We have to learn to pivot our business and find out where the market is. You know, is there a gap in the market and is there a market in the gap? Um, these guys pivoted their business into an in an incredible way that actually happened almost by accident, but it happened through conversations. And I'll explain that in a second. Thank I? you. Yeah, because um, remember, I'm a pastor. I'm not a that that brilliant okay. in business. So, and I'm going to now defend those of us who are not all that amazing or trying to start a business. Think about the small businessmen. What do you mean by pivot? Explain okay. what how that company pivoted. Okay, I'll come back to that. Okay. The second P pricing. Mm -hmm. You know, Michael alluded to it. Prices are going to go up. The stock market crashed yesterday because they were worried about inflation. And mm. so they should be. Everybody is going to have to put their prices up. Look at petrol on its own. It was 99p in this time last year. Now it's £1.30 per litre. That's a 30% increase in one year. So I think that has a knock-on cost effect to uh, haulage, to delivery, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we have to look at our pricing models and they have to look at their break-even point because it will have potentially shifted up unless they've reduced their costs. Mm -hmm. But even if they've reduced their costs, look at your price. Mm. Um, and the second element to pricing is where does the money come from? So have you got a recurring revenue stream as well as a – offline revenue stream as well as an online revenue stream look at the different revenue streams where you can bring that that pricing into play so the third p is um payments you know so many companies have had to change the way they get paid and mm. um, michael's business is a fantastic example of if you want to order office products you go into Michael's business, you're all, you have to set yourself up. You have to put your card details in. You have to register uh, with the business. He probably checks you out. But then you go on and you order everything you need. Yeah, <laughs> he checks you out. You go on, you order everything you need. It gets delivered the next day. You get an invoice and you've got about seven or 14 days to pay. And um, But he knows you're going to pay because he's put you in that bracket. Uh, and, and you don't pay the next day you're getting chased for payment. So it's a very good model. Um, and the fourth P is personal development. You know, mm. I think, uh, was it Wayne, Dr. Wayne that mentioned it? Yeah, we have skill. to ourselves, we have to grow our skills. The best way that business owners can, can uh, enhance their personal development is bring in a coach, bring in a mentor, get some support, you know, or, or buy a good book, The Ten mm. Commandments the business growth or mm. whatever it is we need to create the space and the time mm. to develop our skills and develop ourselves and the business in margate i'll give them a shout out they're called mix and match um they were an events company uh and they are professional barmen uh and cocktail barmen you know this throwing all the bottles spin them all that kind of stuff they go to huge events <laughs> concerts uh and they they do this and they have all these uh, barmen and, and professional bars on the back of lorries, mm. on, on the back of lorries, etc. Now, what they do is they do those incredible events, but they do them on Zoom. What they do is they sell a package to, let, let's say you've got a company that wants to motivate its staff one evening. It gets them all on Zoom. They get a letter. They, they organize the whole thing. They bring comedians in. It might be a 1920s event, so staff are encouraged to dress up. That arrives in the post, a, a lovely box arrives in the post telling you not to open it until the start of the event. When you open it, it's got cocktail shakers, all the different mixers, and it's all nicely laid out. So they've gone into distribution in a big way. So actually boxing up packaging and sending out boxes to all the staff of that company and they hold the event online and it, and and the way they've done it they get payment up front whereas before they were waiting 90 days for payment you know they've completely pivoted that's what pivoting the business is they're doing what they were doing because they do it well but they're doing it in a different way mm. they've found a different way to reach their audience and their marketplace mm. and uh, 
I just and they brought the surprisingly they brought me in as their coach to help them on this journey. But that's by the by. They, they've gone for all four P's, and that's what's enabling them to. to and they're absolutely flying at the mm. moment, and good on them because um, you know they've now got they've now got the opportunity to blend their business. And and when we can start coming back to these events, they can go back to what they were doing with the live events, but they can also hold the Zoom events as well for more global companies, which is what they're seeing a demand for. Go on, Doctor. Can I just say something in relation to, you know, probably, and I'm a big proponent of this, the most important thing for any business, you've got to stay close to your target customers. Mm. Because ultimately, you know, it's the customers that make you exist as a business. Mm. And invariably, you know, we do all this thing and, and we can sometimes miss out on the number one thing that we're in business for, to serve and to solve solutions of our customers. And what tends to happen is that, you know, the pandemic has created a shift in how our customers do things, how they do business, how they deal with us, how they procure stuff. And we sometimes are so navel-gazing we forget about their needs and their issues and their solutions. And if I can say anything, the only way that you can stay competitive, you stay close, close, close to your customers. Because ultimately, yes, it is cash that will allow you to fail, but the, the, the root of all that is that your competitors, sorry, your customers go elsewhere. You mm. don't have, because you're not meeting their needs. They don't buy from you. So you don't buy from them. Therefore, you don't get the cash. And because you don't get the cash, eventually you as a business. Keep close mm. to your customers. I mm. cannot stress that any more time. It's very simple. Business is not complex. <laughs> mm. But you know, ultimately, we sometimes forget about the basic, basic elements of business, mm. solving customer needs. Yeah, you know, I, I could actually apply this. I'm a pastor. My job is to lead a church. That's my primary work. I can actually apply what you guys are saying because I'm making notes, to be honest. Apply it to leading a church, keeping close to, <laughs> to the people I lead. Um, I know some, someone is actually who told me, you know, the church they are, they are in, the, actually almost like it's like since the pandemic, they haven't heard anything from the pastor. Apart from what the pastor is doing online, but they, there's no personal connection anymore. So actually, as a pastor, I have to sometimes call and get all the leaders to call people to get in, keep in touch with them. So that is what you're talking about. And also, even as a church, we had to pivot as well. We had to change the way we do things. I mean, even now, we've just let go our venue. We're looking for a different venue. So in a way, what you guys are saying, and this is why I'm, the reason I'm saying this, friends, you might be thinking, hang on a minute, I'm not a businessman, I'm a pastor, I lead a church, how does this apply to me? It does apply to you because you have to learn personal skills, develop yourself personally, learn new things. Um, a part of my plan is actually to learn two different ways of doing what I'm doing. Part of it is doing this show and actually not make the show so narrow that I'm only listening, doing you know, preaching the Bible, but sometimes talk about other things that actually pertains to life as well. So this is actually all those things we're talking about, yeah? I agree completely. So what we're going to do is just to ask you guys your own personal right now. Can you tell, if you've said it already, it's fine, but just give us again what you've done. Some of those things Simon mentioned, changes of pricing and some of the things all of you mentioned, pivoting, Pricing, payments, and personal development. Dr. Wayne mentioned that, which is about scale and all of those things. Can you tell me, Michael, starting from you and then maybe Simon, uh, Dr. Wayne and Simon, tell me, Michael, how you have, um, uh, let me go to that question, how you have personally changed you, what you're doing in your business and moving forward and will stay moving forward, not just what you've changed that you're probably going to revert back to normal, but what you've changed that is going to carry on moving forward. Can I just start by saying that as a lesson during this pandemic, let me just say one thing, that if I were going to the next Olympic Games to win my gold medal, I would start with a coach, a mentor, because navigating out of this 
pandemic, I think the coach, in collaboration with the business leader, can come out stronger. So instead of employing your first or your second member of staff, consult with a coach. Mo Farah does not start on the starting line of the 5,000 metres race, track race, on his own. He has coaches, doctors, physiotherapists in the background. And I think, arguably, that is the one piece of advice that I would give any aspiring entrepreneur, business owner right now. This is way, way, way too complex for one person or a small team of people working in the business to work out. But one of the reasons, one of the personally things that I have changed in my life, in my business life, is adopt the best-in-class technology. Because in order for me to have free time to do the things that I love in my life, my technology must take over. So that is personally what I've done in my business. And, you know, I'm working really hard right now, but I'm very much sitting up in the stand watching the movement of the pieces on the pitch from afar. Whereas seven years ago, pre-Michael Crane's pandemic, I was playing in the pitch. This is not the way to be. This is not the way to become wealthy if you want to become wealthy. It could, um, it could just be you want to live the life that you've always wished, desired of. And these are simply the things that I've personally changed in my business in the last two years. You know, Michael, I want to make sure we get that very well. So, because you hinted something that we don't have all the time to talk about, but it would be nice just to just elaborate. I don't know, maybe Simon can pick up on that or Dr. Wayne, which is about stop playing in the pitch. Why don't you just set the business up in such a way that the, the 24 players or 22 players are there playing. You just take that, you know, executive seat and watch. You're still doing some work, but the more of your work is watching the business grow rather than you just being the one running here, then everywhere. Maybe let's pick up from Simon on that. Or oh, Simon, you know, go I've on. Yeah, go on Simon. Yeah. You know, King James, I've got a real passion. Mm. And my passion is to help fellow entrepreneurs become the person they want to be in business. And that is one of my projects right now where I'm recruiting entrepreneurs to build a business that they can scale up and become financially free. And actually, the systems are already working. They just need to play their part. And that's the key. That's brilliant. That's fine. Let's start with Dr. Wayne, maybe, and then Simon. Yeah, very, very quick. I'm conscious of time. But obviously, we've talked about customers. So please, you know, in terms of those things, I you know, remember the recession gave us the clues of how to handle pandemic. It turned to the 2008 recession, gave us a clue to how to handle that pandemic. So keeping your business lean, really super important. And, and obviously that's helped us to survive and thrive during this period of time. I've spent four times the budget on marketing during this period than I've ever done before. Mm. Four times. And the reason for that is that I know for a fact that if I'm in the mind of people who don't know me or existing clients, over a period of time when everybody's cutting back, and not be invisible, when things get better, who are they going to turn to? The one they know. The one they know. The one they hear from. The one that's supporting them. Right? So that's a massive lesson that, you know, that has helped us to really grow during this period of time. And I know it's going to be something that we will take through for the future. So the principle of customers, big lesson that we've taken carried in for through. But the big one that has proven this time around has been marketing. And the other aspect is, as leaders, learn, guys. Don't, don't sit on your laurels. I've learned how to edit my stuff. I've got people around me 
So I'm in my office at the moment at home. <laughs> I've learned to edit stuff, to video stuff, to do things like this. You know, keep on learning. Super mm. important as entrepreneurs. We need to be always learning mm. because that's where the next innovation comes in and that's how we make it help to meet our goals going forward. I love that. Brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. I, I would echo all of that and I'm also conscious of time. So um, I, I, I think in terms of just taking my business, one of the things that we did was we, we started to look for a different type of client. So we, we were looking for people who wanted coaching and they were looking for us as coaches. Um, but what, what happened was we turned our, our gaze, if you like, into the coaching market to say, actually, we've got a great methodology. We've got a great system. I wonder if other coaches might like to share in the investment that we've made in the technology and in the methodology. And I wonder if they might like to, you know, take a, if you like, a piece of the cake. Um, and we've grown our coaching team from six to 30, 31 coaches now. And uh, we've just given three of those coaches who have had such an impact on our business, a stake in our company. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's the, you know, when we become, when they're successful, we're successful. And that's a great model. I know a few people might be nervous at that prospect and, and we are nervous at that prospect. But um, it's really helped us to, to grow and to reach a bigger audience. Very good. You guys pivoted, basically. And, yeah, well, that's really good. You know, because of time, we're going to have to try and bring, a short, bring it to a close um, or else there's so much to talk about. And I, I really am grateful that you guys are here. But then one or two comments, I think, maybe just one comment because of time. Um, from Mark. Mark said, uh, thanks. Thank you for your valuable insight that you have shared with us this evening. Mark, thank you so much for that. Um, friends, I hope you guys have just been blessed. Um, uh, I, 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 this, I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. I lead, a, I lead a, a church. And when I do this, I do this to inspire, equip, and encourage people. Okay. And that's the main aim for this. But I also know that God does a whole lot more <laughs> than I can do. If you, you you might be watching this and you're not a Christian, we believe in prayer. We believe in trusting God to help people. One of the things we ask God mostly is wisdom. Wisdom. The Bible said to us that Jesus has been made wisdom unto us. So we always ask him for wisdom. When we do King Summit that we, myself and Simon, run, and Simon Michael also has been there, Doctor has been there as well, we pray, we trust God for businesses. So we want to pray for you quickly before we come to an end of the show. So let me just pray. Father, thank you so much for everyone who's watching. Thank you for those who probably are right now watching this show, don't know how the next step for their business. There are some people who are watching it and they have ideas, fresh ideas, but don't know what to do. God, I pray for them, oh God, that you help them. I also pray for those who actually know what to do, probably have an idea, have the money, but at the moment are double-minded. I don't know, you know, just are there, just diddling and diddling, not sure of what to do again. I pray God that you help them, give them the courage to take that bold steps in business. And I pray God for those of us who are your children who actually don't have any sense of business and just relying on one form of income, maybe just working as a teacher, working as a, 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 in a restaurant, that you begin to inspire them as well, to give them ways and inspire them on how to make investments and how to raise and increase their incomes and all those things. We trust you for your people, for, for you to bless us, oh God. Help us to help those who are also poor as you bless us also to give to those who don't have in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much for everyone who is watching the show and who watch it later. Thank you so much for blessing us and giving us wisdom to apply um, in our businesses. Thank you, God, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, I just want to really appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking time to watch uh, us. Thank you, Dr. Wayne. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Michael. You guys are awesome men. Um, and I hope I'm going to have you guys again. Hopefully, sometime in the future, we'll try and plan something. I actually want to have you individually because there's too much insight <laughs> that you're going to give me, that you're going to give the people. Again, we do this to be a blessing. And so 
we hope to get you all again. Part of those ones we pray, we hope that God will bless your business. Again, final statement, final buys from all of you. Just one minute, say what you want to say, and then we'll end there. Starting from Michael, Dr. Wayne, and Simon. Quick. I would just recommend automate the mundane. That frees up your time. Dr. Wayne. Focus on the customer. Keep, keep track of them. Know what they look like, what they eat, the dog that they walk. Do whatever it takes to keep track of the customers. Oh, really? Meet their needs. And finally, look after yourself, your mindset, your health, your fitness, your well-being, your spirituality. That's good. And I'll echo that one. Keep praying. Keep trusting God to help you as well. And we love you all. See you same time next week. Bye, everyone. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk. We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.